Hey everyone, Eric Watson here, freelance writer, player of games, writer of words, recorder of videos, and tabletop role-playing aficionado. Welcome to the DM Roundtable for January 2022. This is a chance for patrons and I to get together and discuss topics in tabletop RPGs. And by sharing our ideas, thoughts, and experiences, we can all become better DMs or GMs. The DM Roundtable discussions are open to all patrons at every level of patreon.com slash roguewatson. If you don't even have to be an active participant, you can jump in here and lurk to your heart's content and we are glad to have you. This month's topic, as determined by the Patreon poll, is Inspiration. Inspiration is a simple but effective way to reward players in 5th edition with a free reroll. How do we use Inspiration if we do use it, and when do we reward it in our games? Joining me for this month's DM Roundtable, we have Genocider. Hello. Lumpy Spuds. Hey, everybody. Skelenia. Hello. Stan. Greetings. And Trap. Hello. All right, Trap, I'm gonna I'm gonna start with you. See so we're the last one to acknowledge. Um Inspiration I think is new to fifth edition. Somebody can correct me if it's not. Um I I guess I wanna let's start by going with each person. So Trap, do you use inspiration in your games? Sort of. I, I attempt to, and they don't always use it. So that's mm. part of why I'm here tonight, to try to get some ideas. Okay. Um, I don't always use So they just kind of hang on to it because they're not sure when to use it, or they just don't see it as being very valuable? Um, <clears throat> we're, we're a pretty new group together. I'm a second edition... DM and player that quit for a long time, played a little bit of 3.5, quit again, and came back about four or five months ago. So mm. we're all kind of relearning things with 5th edition, and it's, you know, with that being new, I keep having to kind of remind people that they have it. So that's, I'm just kind of struggling with, you know, do they use it or not is not really yes or no at this point. Okay. Uh, Stan... How was inspiration at your table? Um, they have it. Um, my thing is they frequently ask, hey, can I have more than one and just stockpile these <laughs> for a minute? <laughs> I, I mean, um, that's a follow-up question I'm going to have for everybody is, is if, you've, if you have any um, modifications to the inspiration rule, that being one of them, the fact that you can only have one at a time. Yeah, they um, they they do use it. Um, they like to hold on to them um, a little bit, like Frey does her rages. Mm. So, <laughs> yeah, it's it's an interesting thing because I've talked about this a lot on the crafting streams. But I always try to encourage my players to use um, finite magic items as much as possible, scrolls and potions, because then. I will reward them with more of those things. <laughs> Whereas if you don't use them and you just stockpile them, then I don't feel like I should give you any more. So it's an interesting give or take. And I think inspiration is kind of similar that way. Like if players are just, it, it, I think it gets discouraging as a DM if you say like, you know, oh, you know, I'll reward you inspiration. The player's like, oh no, I've, I've already got one. And that happens like multiple times in a row. Then you're like, you might forget to, reward that player inspiration for something else because you just assume, well, maybe they've still got theirs. Whereas if somebody's using that inspiration constantly, I think as at least as a DM, I'm more encouraged to actually keep giving it to them. So I, that's how I would explain it to anybody that banks it, by the way, 
Uh, so I guess that's also a good response to Trip. Uh, Skelenia, inspiration in your games. Yes, basically the same as you. The, uh, it's a situation where the more often somebody uses it, uh, the more often I try to give it. I, I, to be fair, I also give it on uh, in my live games. I'll give it to people that are doing something that I want to reward. So if they've ordered food or if they've taken initiative to do something for everybody, a lot of times I'll give them uh, their character inspiration for that too, just as like a... Yeah, I think that's appropriate. Uh, the World 20 games are considerably different. Um, that's one where really it's just, whether it's character development or they just do something funny, a lot of times I'll give it for that too. And And I try to reward it as often as possible and remind people they've got it and to use it so that I can keep rewarding it because it helps I think um, tell stories that we want to tell together instead of it being um, dice deciding that it's just not going to work today. That's true. It definitely re uh, instantly rebalances things towards the player's favor. So that is something to keep in mind, which which is interesting. If if a group wanted to run a grittier, hardcore, hardcore, I'm trying to say Souls-like, it's an overused term, but just a non-necessarily lighthearted fun, but more like a, a gritty realism kind of game, Inspiration probably wouldn't be a great tool to have because it just instantly gives uh, free rerolls versus if you wanted to run a more extreme beers and pretzels kind of game, then... I could see doing a lot more inspiration. I could probably stand to do more inspiration. I think I probably don't do it nearly enough. In fact, I literally went over the uh, Dungeon Master's Guide to look up the section on inspiration. It says, it literally says on page 240, as a rule of thumb, aim to award inspiration to each character about once per session of play. So if you've got a four or five person group, you're supposed to reward inspiration four or five times a session on average which feels like a lot now granted it's hard to define how long a session is because i have a feeling most folks define a session as like four hours long three or four hours long and with my group we i don't think we've even gone to three hours much in this entire campaign so our sessions are a little bit shorter um that that still feels like a lot of inspiration to a lot more than i would normally reward so maybe i need to step up my inspiration game uh, Lumpy Spuds, tell me about inspiration in your games. I give it liberally in my games, but my players use it sparingly. Uh, so uh, usually I'll just say a lot of times, if you don't already have an inspiration, you can mark it. And that will usually have my players then say, oh, geez, I should have used it or something like that, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, I. it seems to be a, a common problem. I haven't noticed it too much in my group. I feel like my players generally use that inspiration, even if it's just something simple like, oh, I just really wanted to hit that guy. <laughs> then I'm going to roll, in, you know, just against a minion or something. Like, oh, I'll just roll my inspiration. Um, so I don't know what advice... I also like to give it... Uh, I also like to give it whenever the uh, the players all work together and give group inspiration. You know, everyone can mark inspiration because you all Everybody. work well as a team. Mm. That's a good idea. That is a really good idea. I like that tip. Um, like, maybe if they all plan, like, a heist together... Or they they just yeah all whatever they're like maybe a social situation or something they're doing or maybe even just a cool combat maneuver everybody's involved in but something that fosters teamwork I could see that being a very rewarding move. 
Uh, Genocider, tell me about inspiration in your games. Uh, actually never used it as written in the book. Ooh. But uh, it's there. <laughs> so it's, it's, what, yeah, what is your inspiration? Uh, so the, the only time I've ever dealt with it, it's been a modified thing where the, the DM gave it as like a bardic inspiration. So it was like a plus 1d6 to any oh, world. So they nerfed inspiration quite a bit. Yeah. Interesting. How did the players feel about that? Uh, I mean, I think we were all new to the game, so it didn't bother anyone. Mm. But he was pretty liberal with giving it out, so. Mm. Interesting. Um, that, that's definitely a nerf. <laughs> you you might not have known because you hadn't uh, seen the baseline inspiration, but normally inspiration is a straight-up reroll, which is one of the, I mean, it's 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 having advantage on something, or even technically super advantage because you could technically have advantage on something, still not achieve what you were trying to do, and then use inspiration to gain another roll. So it still works that way. Um, that's interesting, changing it to a bardic inspiration. I wonder if somebody just got annoyed with how powerful inspiration was, but still wanted to give it out a lot, maybe? I don't think I would... Has it, so let, let's jump into that then. Has anybody... Um, made modifications to inspiration mechanically aside from the bardic inspiration we just heard i hadn't heard of that i feel like you did oh please what did i I do (laughs) yeah (laughs) i don't think it's like a straight up re-roll i think in in the book it says it gives you advantage and uh like you have to declare it i guess when you make a roll have I been reading this wrong the whole time? <laughs> but I think the way you do it is better. Like, I, I, I think that's awesome. Oh, like, it is giving just giving additional... Yeah. Yeah. That's a modification that I would do if I was a DM. Well, I What's have... funny is, I, I guess I've done it the same way. Uh, yeah. As far as... I had a character who was in uh, Tomb of Annihilation, and I changed one of the rooms... And it kind of went south on him and I gave him advantage on the roll and it went south on him and I didn't really <laughs> want to kill him. And, uh, I, he had inspiration, uh, which I reminded him of, he used it and it still failed. So after three <laughs> rolls, the character died. It was just part of it. At that oh, point. that but, was, that character was meant for death then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, but no, what's funny is, is that as you guys were sitting there talking about it, I was like, ah, I guess I've been doing it wrong too then. Cause I definitely will give inspiration on top of advantage. So that's it. Yeah. I've just literally never, you just opened my eyes for a second. I, I never realized that. Same here. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah you want to roll three times go for it man yeah i've been using it i've been i've been buffing inspiration i've been going the other direction um interesting it does say as explained in the player's handbook having inspiration gives a character an obvious benefit being able to gain advantage on one ability check attack roll or saving throw yeah so i guess if you already had advantage by by the book <laughs> uh inspiration wouldn't do anything for you so yeah, I do like my way better. <laughs> Inspiration should be better. <laughs> it should be on top of. That's that's what maybe that's why my players use it more often. I don't know. Um but yeah, it, it, to me that's the most powerful thing you can give is just a carte blanche even if you had advantage whatever. Um it's just a free reroll and the fact that you can use it against use it with anything, attack rolls or just 
Probably the most common is a... T- well, I guess I've seen it in different things, haven't I? Attack rolls, if you just miss somebody. Saving throws, uh, if it's a really bad save. And a lot of times people use it on um, social checks. And what's funny is I've seen players, you know, freak out about, you know, some athletics check they miss or some social check they miss. Like, oh, I need to make inspiration here. I'm thinking, oh, I wasn't even going to make that a, you know, a big deal. But now maybe I should because they just used inspiration to use a reroll for that skill that, that they perceive as being that important. I I had no idea I was doing it slightly different. That's funny. Um, let's talk I like about your way better. Yes. Okay. <laughs> we're all we're all in agreement here. <laughs> I, I'm just hoping my DM and my uh, he's a 3.5 veteran. I just hope he doesn't hear this because he might do inspiration as that bardic inspiration now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess I could see. Well, okay, General Cider did did the bardic did the inspiration ever scale up like bardic inspiration does did it ever go from like d6 to d8 to d10 or was it always just one die uh you know we never got that far along mm. in the campaign so it stayed at d6 the whole time i played okay because i could see that at least being a little bit better um you know there's there's some abilities i know we talked about when we did the feet dm roundtable that um I, I like introducing dice to it, especially with something like the uh, like sharpshooter. I wish that was a die roll rather than just a flat damage. But with inspiration, it's already a dice roll, right? The whole thing is a die roll. So I don't, I, I unless you were just wanting to nerf your game a little bit and not, but still, if you still wanted to award to award the players lots of inspiration, um but not have it be too unbalancing, then I guess I could see that change. But you've already got... If you had a bard in the group, that'd feel kind of weird also, because that's just stepping on their toes. You're just using one of their abilities, and you're granting it to all the players anyway. So I assume there was no bard on your team? Yeah, we didn't have a bard. Okay. That that would have been awkward, I feel like. <laughs> um, In terms of awarding inspiration, now something Chris did in his... War for the Lost Plane campaign. First of all, that motherfucker didn't award any inspiration for like the first 12 sessions of that campaign. I was paying attention. I don't know if anybody else was or any of you have seen that campaign, but uh, I, I wrote his ass for that, but he just forgot about it for a while. And then when he did award inspiration, he, I think 90% of the time it was during the recap in the next session, which kind of annoyed me, but also it was it made me pay attention to the recap a lot more than I would. Um, and it's kind of a fun way of saying, oh, yeah, that thing you did, remember that, you know, that that thing so-and-so did, and, yeah, you're going to get inspiration for that. So it was a kind of a neat way of, of highlighting, um, I guess, making the recap more interesting and, and highlighting that, you know, certain characters' exploits. And, and that way you really got inspiration if you did a memorable thing that made it into the recap next session, essentially. Has anybody done anything like that where they give inspiration... Not posthumously, but um, I guess af- after the session has ended, I guess, is there a timing thing anybody's changed about inspiration? That's exactly how I do it every mm. single session, in fact. Uh, I'll do a lot of it uh, during the recap, and then occasionally during the the sessions, I will give out inspiration if it's something that's just uh, all of a sudden they do something really cool with a spell or something completely unexpected. But then I can process everything later on, go back through and say, okay, what were really the key plot points of this last session? And then give out the inspiration for that. 
Yeah, my question was, or my follow-up is, uh, do you like literally write down notes about like, oh, this was a cool moment. I need to reward inspiration for that. Do you just or just go over it in your head, or like, how do you track it? Just- uh, I memorize things really quickly, so I just uh, pretty much memorize every session uh, that I do. So I just go back through my mental picture of everything, write everything down that I need to. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I can do that. <laughs> I think that's why I got to reward it like right then, because otherwise I will forget i think in in past campaigns when i was a new dm especially i would um i would come back later the next session while doing the recap and i'd be like hey by the way i should have given you inspiration for that so now so now here's your inspiration so i have done that but to me that was me like forgetting to give inspiration in the moment and then i'll give it after the fact i'm not necessarily opposed to that method um and like i said i think it's a fun way of of rewarding players uh the next time but for me, I think it's just an extra uh, thing to track that I don't want to have to track necessarily. And I think it's, it's for me, I think it works out better if I just reward inspiration right then and there. And also what gets interesting is then you get into your player being able to immediately use that inspiration. So I, I, I don't think, I don't know if this has happened in a rhyme campaign, but I know in previous campaigns, the player has done... Um, something, it's probably Raymond, has done something outlandish or crazy or cool, and they might have rolled or not rolled yet, and then I will reward them with inspiration, and then they may immediately use that inspiration to try and make that thing work. So there could be an interesting timing element with that. Does anybody have any, like, restrictions about, oh, you can't use inspiration yet? Or here's another question. Does anybody have restrictions that once you've rolled your dice you can't use inspiration weirdly i don't think that's because i think that's that's only if you're using it by the book which is the advantage thing um i'm not even sure that is if you if if you've got it burn it yeah no yeah i don't think there should be any restrictions and if i was a dm I i would just blanket everyone gets you know one inspiration at the beginning of every session pretty much really i no. purse good oh sorry no go ahead um i i was gonna say i personally the only limit that i would give is that once decisions been made i don't retroactively let anybody say well can i try to use my inspiration to see if i can fix that um i'll let them do it before they know the outcome um, oh. but i i never do it like as a you won't okay what do you call that declare something as a success or a failure yep retcon yeah i never do it as a retcon there we go okay that can be a tricky thing with games just because i know that i as a dm i i tend to jump the gun a little bit on a lot of stuff because i'm excited in the moment so i might immediately start saying oh but then you fall and blah blah, blah on the person and then i don't want to screw the person out of you know saying well wait i have inspiration you know so i, I i'm always going to allow a little bit of grace period there but that's just because i'm uh, sometimes I'll get too excited about oh you you failed that trap's gonna fuck fuck you up now like no I I need to make the save. So uh, talking with all of you guys here is making me think that I'm a very mean DM. You might be. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, because I guess I've just I've had kind of a a high threshold for how they earn it. Um. So, like, I have one person who's extremely creative and really 
problem solves well and and tries to engage the other people and some of the other people are kind of like i'm a monk i hit things mm-hmm. you know sort of stuff and don't want to think about things or really role play or something like that so that person keeps getting inspiration yeah and i try to reward the others when they do some stuff that's you know getting in the right direction but sometimes it's a little lackluster and so the idea that you guys are saying of just giving everybody one every session kind of seems weird to me but i'm wondering if maybe it would help maybe that's that's tricky i mean not everybody's going to be a good role player but also like you said not everybody's actually even in it for the role playing some people kind of want to play it as more of a you know, action RPG. They want to do a hack and slash. Um, right. In that right. case, I, I think you need to look at inspiration as not necessarily a role-playing reward, which is definitely the obvious easiest one to do. Um, but also just if the character does something cool, and that can just be, what if this, you know, what if your fight-happy monk just crit somebody and just their head exploded or something cool? You know, they just killed somebody in a cool way, or they did some kind of maneuver in a, in a tactically satisfying way or just, I don't, you know, you can reward inspiration for those kind of things. And it doesn't necessarily involve any kind of role playing, but it's just like, oh, I just like the way that you did that combat sequence. So here's inspiration for that. I don't think I would, I don't actually know what my stats are. I, I, I keep track of inspiration, but I'd have to do the math on it. Um, I don't know if I would... If I do average out to being one character set, I probably don't, but my sessions are also a little bit shorter. Um, and I'm probably bad about forgetting some characters and rewarding others too much because I think it's easy to reward the role players, um, especially if they're the ones that are uh, chatting a lot and, and making you know those meaningful narrative choices. I think it's easy to reward those players with inspiration. And I think we need to remember that, again, not everybody's... Uh, either doing well at that or just in it for that necessarily they're just in it to you know uh fight people or uh you know just progress their character get stronger and just kind of adventure and see the thing and not necessarily want to be uh you know acting out and doing the role play thing so i think we need to look at inspiration and and honestly the the dungeon master's guide even makes mention of that the fact that it's you know role playing is is certainly something you can reward but also one of them just says is heroism so if somebody just does a, a any kind of feat of heroism, which which could just be a cool maneuver, like the monk, um, I don't know, does a big running and jumping maneuver and lands in the middle of a bunch of bad guys, and you're just like, oh, and and just and does like an attack from there, and then and then if they don't want to describe it, you could describe it as a cool you know narrative moment, and like that's that's just you know even if they don't hit, you could be like, oh that you get inspiration for that, and then that's what I'm saying. If you give them right there, then maybe if they miss that attack, they can use that inspiration immediately to to try and get in their chance. An artistic or creative attempt. Yeah, exactly. I, I will absolutely reward that. I mean, that's that was uh, Raymond's whole thing with George is like he was constantly doing these crazy outlandish like maneuvers. Basically, it wouldn't necessarily like role playing a lot of the time. Um, sometimes he would, but uh, in Rhyme is role playing. But in uh, Tomb of Annihilation, it was more doing a lot of just cool combat maneuvers, and a lot of those I found were just very rewarding and fun. It's DMs up. Creatures and running. Mm-hmm. I'm actually, I'm actually DMing Tomb of Annihilation right now. They're going to be getting to Camp Righteous on Saturday, and so I've been watching your videos with that. Mm. Yeah, it's a DM. It's a DM's opportunity to reward the behavior you want to see again. 
yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're rewarding your players for doing cool stuff, whether it's, you know, engaging with the story or role-playing the character well or just doing cool combat maneuvers. One thing that I always like is if a character um, specifically doesn't metagame, because I know that's a very, very tricky thing to do, especially if you're playing a more casual game like we are, and you can be like, oh, it's a... I don't know, it's a zombie, I know what it's capable of, or it's a, uh, I don't know, whatever, troll or something, I know we gotta hurt it with fire or something, like, you know, it's hard to get away from that kind of uh, mindset versus what does your character know, and like something, you know, like like Celeste being afraid of engaging with enemies, even though it's not ta- tactically a good decision for a, a frontline fighter, but just to like roleplay the fact that she's always like getting back and escaping, I think is is a really cool thing. So I've actually written, I have tracked inspiration that I have been awarding in our current Rhyme campaign. Uh, This is going to be a good trivia question for all of you, actually. So we are currently at session 31. Uh, How many total inspiration amongst all five characters do you all think, I'm going to go one at a time through each of you, do you think I have given out to my players? Genocider, what is your number? 50. Lumpy Spuds. 42. I'm going to write these down. This is actually pretty fun. Lumpy 42. Uh, Scalenia. I'm going to go low. 28. Ooh. Uh, it's like Price is Right. <laughs> Stan. 57. It's getting interesting. Shrap. 32. Uh, the closest is... Boy, you guys fucking under... <laughs> you almost all went low. Stan is the only one that went high, which means Stan and Genocide are very close. The, uh, the answer is 55. I've given out inspiration 55 times so far in our campaign. That's interesting that some of you were, like, on that shit, though. <laughs> um, it has not been evenly distributed. Uh, it looks like, according to my notes, I vastly underrate Thimbleweed. So I don't know what I've got against Reese, but uh, apparently to be giving him... Some people have uh, twice as much inspiration as he does. So my apologies, Reese. I need to reward you with more inspiration. I probably should have if I hadn't given him inspiration for the Karkalok sequence because he was doing some fun stuff uh, during that. Um, now, our sessions have been shorter than most. So obviously at 31... <laughs> God, what's the math right there? If we've hit 31 sessions and the DM guide says, hey, you should reward everybody inspiration once per session... That's 150? Is that math right? 150 inspiration? So I'm way under that. If you look at it from the fact that our sessions are maybe, I don't know, 60% to 70% as long as most sessions, then maybe the math gets a little bit closer. But I I guess I'd ask all of you, since you watch the show, do you feel like I give inspiration out um, often enough? Too often or not often enough? 
I would say you're rewarding the style of play you like, and you enjoy the craziness of, of you know, the George-esque maneuvers, mm-hmm. uh, some of those things, or taking extreme risks, once again, going to Raymond of Prince Dirth undercover for, what, almost four sessions now? Yeah. Of, yeah. d- of doing some of those crazy things, and then if he drops a genocider tagline in there, he's getting it. <laughs> so, th- I mean... He's if it. he does something, if he does something for laughs, he's going to get he's going to get inspiration. But that's also yeah. the style of game that you run. It's much more of the beer and pretzels thing. Yeah, that's true. And and my players know that, and I think that's become you know pretty easy. I think I need to be better about uh, you know even after the years I've been doing five e, I still need to get better about giving inspiration to different players based on the fact that not everybody's going to be you know on their game for role playing in a session. They just they're in it for different things and they want to do stuff, but they they can still do cool things in that context. Um, and even if it's just like role playing your own character in a cool way, like I should reward inspiration for that. The tricky thing I come up with, and I think something I've evolved with is I think before I would reward inspiration like the second somebody role played, I'd just be like so excited, like oh shit, like you you just role played your character, you just you said like a you know a cool line or something, you get inspiration. And I think. Looking back, I probably overdid it a little bit. Um, but now I feel like I need to go... I think the pendulum has swung too far. Like, we had that first session of Rhyme, and everybody did such an amazing job role-playing their character, where I was like, oh, man, I guess the bar has been raised in terms of what is going to earn inspiration now. I just looked at my stats for Tomb, uh, which was a... This is interesting. I wonder if I'm on track... Somebody needs to help me with the math here. Um, how many sessions did we do of Tomb? 87? I think. 86. 86 sessions. Answer. <laughs> um, I gave... I'm not going to make you guess this one because that's going to be really tricky, but there was a total of 128 inspiration given in 86 sessions. I don't know how to math that out, but I don't know if we're on pace or what the difference is there, but if you want to know those stats, there they are. <laughs> 28. That's 128 divided by 86. Is that how we math? Or should I do 86 by... I'm embarrassing myself because I don't do math. I'm a creative person. I think you're right on yeah, the I math. Think uh, I think the yeah. first one was right. Yeah. It's about one and a half. Is yeah. like per... Per game, it's what it ends up being. Boy, I was stingy. That's real stingy. A one and a half inspiration awarded for a for a three hour session. Holy crap! So yeah. So I, I guess you're a mean DM too. I guess I'm a mean DM too. Yeah, <laughs> I that that does feel really low. And like I said, I think originally I was so, yeah, you know, so happy to have players role play everything that I would reward inspiration at the drop of a hat but then i think i got a little more stingy about it but boy i need to i need to start giving that stuff out more the other thing i think is that inspiration does very quickly balance things in the player's favor and we can talk about this on a on a combat balance thing but 5e is uh very much player heavy friendly i think in terms of the design of the creatures and just the adventure pacing and everything which is great for me because I, I like to run a heroic game with the players generally kicking ass, but 
I think if you reward inspiration too much, you might have to compensate for that because the players will rarely fuck up because <laughs> they've got the inspiration to, to back it up. So that might have been in the back of my head is that if they're kicking ass a lot of times, I might hold back inspiration, which is kind of shitty. I probably shouldn't do that to just make the game more challenging. I feel like rewarding inspiration mid-game is hard because, you know, something happens and it's cool and you want to describe it, you know, and you want to see what happens. And it's hard to think, oh, I, I got to give this guy inspiration, you know. That's true. Yeah. Um, it's just another thing to, to think about. And maybe I, maybe I should get, maybe I should combine the two methods of if I think about it right then, I'll reward inspiration. If I don't, then, you know, I, I write recaps every week anyway. Then I should be like, oh, you know, I didn't give this player inspiration, even though they did that cool thing. I should mention that in the recap. So I could see having both methods be pretty handy. And then maybe I would end up rewarding more inspiration on average because after I've had time to process and look at the tape and, you know, go over everything that happened, then I can say like, oh, yeah, that, that player deserves inspiration for doing that. I think that's why we did the blanket inspiration at the beginning of the session for everyone to kind of encourage people to try to do cool stuff. And then you could also get it like mid session. Okay. Yeah. So it's like, Hey, if you're not getting it, that also helps if somebody isn't getting it normally, that still lets them, um, uh, utilize that mechanic by just giving it to them at the, at the beginning. I hope that doesn't under, uh, value it too much or oversaturate things by giving everybody inspiration automatically. But that's, that's not a bad method. Yeah, it definitely became like a like a resource you count on. So although although yours was the the less powerful inspiration too, let's true. Let's yeah, remember about that. That was only a d six, which that can still be useful, but it's not the same as a full on reroll. Although I, I guess see that. sorry, it, it was a d six that you added to your last roll. Yes. Okay. That would be interesting to average out. I wonder what would be <laughs> more helpful versus a complete reroll. I mean, a reroll is pretty swingy. Yeah. Well, yeah. Kind of go either way. So. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder what that. Somebody's done the math on that. I'm sure. I've I've encouraged my players uh, to recommend inspiration several. Um, like for they other thought players? something was cool that a player, I. You know, I would encourage them to recommend it to help remind me because I've got so much stuff while I'm running the game. <clears throat> um, I've definitely rewarded it for suboptimal play too. Um, mm -hmm. If somebody's doing something definitely detrimental or dangerous to them, uh, I've <laughs> rewarded it in those situations. Uh, there was something else that you guys just mentioned that made me think. Oh, um, uh, this is loosely related, but there's something that I had seen from. Um, I think it was Sly Flourish called Theatrical Advantage. Shout out to Sly uh, Flourish. That was was to like replace inspiration. The idea being is that for players who aren't role playing much, can go through an elaborate description um, of how they do some type of attack, and then that based on how involved they are with the decision, it would encourage advantage or they might get advantage on the attack. So it's like a watered down weird version of inspiration. Um, and I always thought that was an interesting idea. So we have, that is an interesting idea. We have, um, and maybe I based it off this, something called cinematic advantage, 
That I yeah, yeah, that's the word. Okay. C- cinematic adventure. Yeah. I think I literally probably stole that from Sly Flourish. Um, awesome DM, by the way. I like watching his stuff. Um, I don't think we've ever engaged with it because I, I added my house rules we talked about in session zero, then like probably never thought of it again because it's a new thing. But yes, and that was also born of the fact that uh, Raymond would often do these like incredible feats during combat, and then this was a way of kind of mechanically doing it. I'm trying to look up where my own house rules are. Yeah, there we go. Um, yeah, cinematic advantage, which basically means the, uh, you got to you described something, and then you would roll a skill check depending on uh, whatever the hell you were trying to do. If it was athletics check or deception or sleight of hand, and then and the DM would just have to decide the DC on the fly. And then if you succeeded, you would then give yourself advantage on the attack that you were trying to do. But if you failed, you would have some kind of penalty to just as a way to balance it to where otherwise everybody would just be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do try to do this, you know, just try it all the time. So that has to be it would be some kind of little bit of a risk reward. But, yeah, that's it's it's a it's an interesting player focused way of trying to gain advantage on specifically with attacks, I guess, is, is the way cinematic advantage worked is you were trying to do some kind of cool, you know, flourish or or you know, sliding down the banister or something neat, and that would help you gain advantage. I do like that system. I I need to remind my players about it because I put it in the house rules. We went over it in session zero, and then promptly have never done it since then. <laughs> it's it's easy to forget situations like that, especially yeah. when everybody's excited and moving forward. So yeah, for sure. And you know, it it might and maybe it ends up being a little fiddly because we have to you know stop and the player has to roll a skill check. We have to do a little bit more. I have to come up with a bunch of on the fly stuff. I just don't know because I haven't tried. I haven't tried it in the field yet. <laughs> it's just been a, a sitting there as a, a rule we haven't engaged with. But I do like that method. That's that's why I put it in the house rule. I thought that would be really cool. Yeah, I agree with one of the things you just said was uh, kind of leaning into their flaws, doing something that's detrimental. Um, I had a player at my table that excelled. If they were going to get inspiration, that was one of the ways they were going to do it, is they paid very close attention to what their, you know, the ideals, bonds, and flaws that you roll up at character creation and half of us forget about. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> they le- They leaned into their flaws big time. And so they would be in a situation where it's definitely a suboptimal way of approaching it, but that's what my character would do. Yeah. In a in a positive sense. You know, we're all used to hearing that as a negative, but no, they yeah. like they liked role playing their flaws. Yeah, I, I think I need to be better about rewarding that because I often only see like the feats of heroism as worthy of inspiration versus if somebody did do something detrimental. Or, or suboptimal, or, or or again, made that decision where like, well, I know what I, the player, should do here, but the character would respond with this because they have this phobia or this vice or this flaw or, or whatever it is, then I, yeah, I respect the hell out of that, and that, I think you're right. I think that should be inspiration-worthy. Yeah, in fact, one of my players did something similar in, uh, in one of my games where uh, he actually turned in a magical item that I made specifically for him. Mm. He turned it into the authorities because <laughs> he goes, yeah, that's what my player would do. And so I was like, well, you're definitely getting inspiration for that one. I, I did a similar thing. I don't know if, if you all have uh, <laughs> watched our Storm King's Thunder campaign, but Chris uh, gave my character... Uh, an item that was meant to be for my character, but it was from, it was associated with like this evil cult. 
that he was against, and I, I took the item and, like, smashed it on the ground or something. And he was like, oh, <laughs> that was for you. I was like, well, Akira doesn't want that. It's been tainted with the Kraken cult or whatever it was. I don't remember if I got inspiration for that or not, though. So, but that's... Uh, that's that's definitely worthy of it if a player rich and again because it's you know part of their story or part of their character or something then that does deserve to be given inspiration does anybody break the one inspiration rule yes really yes uh how much so why and and what kind of effect does that have i have so many questions Um, so I, I give out inspiration basically for three, three reasons. One is, uh, you know, you do something that is detrimental, kind of like that role-playing thing, leaning into your flaws. Um, coolness sometimes, but, um, the other one is, uh, it's a cheap DM birthday present. Here you go. You have inspiration for the night. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's when it stacks birthdays, birthday inspiration stacks on whatever you've got. So that way you can have two. Okay. Interesting. And the, th- the third way I give inspiration is if you can break the DM, you get inspiration. <laughs> okay. What do you mean by break the DM? Do something if just completely you, if you do If you do something in the game that can make me, because um, I can do a pretty flat affect, you know, like I'm, I'm, I'm DMing, I'm not going to crack a smile, I'm not laughing. Mm. I'm, I'm, you know, I play a rather serious game in this one, in this one. And they will try. They will try to do things in the game to see if they can bust me up laughing. And oh. if you get me laughing, yes, you're getting inspiration. I wouldn't last a and... second. <laughs> <laughs> be yeah, it, 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 there's some dark themes in, in this one campaign that we're running. And it's like, yeah, they will occasionally just, it's almost like they conspire against me outside a game or something. I don't know. <laughs> and see if they can set up a scenario where they get me to bust up laughing. That's fun. That's funny. It's like a, it's like a ongoing joke that like an in-party joke to try to make it happen. Mm-hmm. But you don't find that, um, imbalances things to any degree or anything having possible stacks of inspiration. What I've noticed is the higher the level, um, these guys are currently 10th level, almost to 11th they use inspiration less because they don't need to, you know, they're heroes. Yeah. They walk, they walk into town and they know, yeah, we're the good guys, but if we wanted to, we could level this place. You know, there's, (laughs) (laughs) you know, they don't have, they have fear when they go like underground and it's like, Oh yeah, we're now in a combat theater. We have to behave ourselves because he will kill us. (laughs) Okay. The expectations of the game world uh yeah it's like in town they've they've had a few pretty serious encounters in larger cities but they know if they're they're in a small village come on guys you know we're 10th level characters half the sword coast knows who we are it, this isn't going to be a problem unless you know you know old gnawbones shows up and starts trying to eat half the town then we have a problem there's, so there's they, a weird disconnect between how powerful player characters get compared to the average human being in the world. <laughs> it's, it's really unsettling. <laughs> the one thing I was thinking, uh, yeah, the one thing I would, I would consider changing is that maybe you can have one inspiration banked. And then if I were to reward somebody with inspiration, they could immediately use it if they were doing something right then and there. Like if they were in the middle of like doing another attack or doing a skill check or something, 
that'd be the only way I could do it is is saying um, if somebody said I already have inspiration, then maybe I could introduce a house rule where it's like, okay, if I give you inspiration for something, you could use it right then and there, you know, with the impetus that it's going to help you do this thing. Um, and then the other one, and if you don't, then you get inspiration and you can just, that, that's the one you can bank for the future. Uh, that's not something I'm going to, I'm going to change it there. That's just something I've, I've considered as being a possibility, especially if I wanted to up my, uh, inspiration giving out. Uh, I think it's time for our final thoughts with inspiration. I meant to go over more of the DM guide, but no, it's just those two pages. Okay. I think that's pretty much. Oh, the other thing I was I was gonna mention. Um, and I think uh, Sklina, you might have said this that uh, there is a part in the uh, Dungeon Master's Guide as a variant rule that other players award inspiration. Uh, has anybody have any rules about this or experienced this? Because I think in all of my years of doing D and D, we've I've never experienced this except, um. I think on the, is it the MVPC table? Something I've got where somebody can roll something and I think they get to award another player with in, either inspiration or maybe they get to award a player with another roll or, or something happened where they get to reward somebody else. But it's not the same as, as as saying, hey, players, you can straight up reward other people inspiration. I've never seen it, but I like it. I would say I've never seen it, but I'm liking that idea. I might have to use that. Yeah, I'm trying to... It just says, you can allow each player to award inspiration more than once per session. The first time a player awards inspiration in a session is free. Whenever that player awards it later in the same session, you gain inspiration that you can spend to give advantage to any foe of the player characters. (laughs) Stan, you would like this. What's good for the goose is good for the DM. Yes, yes, I would. There's no limit to the number of inspirations you can gain in this way. An unspent inspiration carries over from one session to the next. Wow. So you can actually bank it just the same. <laughs> that's that. That's interesting. That, that'd be a lot different, but I guess players could just... Uh, you know, it might encourage like cool teamwork, too, if somebody specifically like heals them. Like, oh, I can give you inspiration. And I'm like, yeah, you can, but then I gain it. It's, it's basically like Frey recklessly attacking, which she does all the time, and I have advantage and still the dice do not help me so maybe the players would just abuse that system terribly (laughs) i I can see that going wrong that's uh legendary resistances like crazy banking for the dm oh yeah that's that's terrible (laughs) god all right uh, let's do final thoughts for uh inspiration we'll go reverse order starting with genocider what are your final thoughts of using inspiration in uh, your D&D games. Yeah, so I, I like it, even though we use the D6 thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think uh, as written, it's uh, it's very hard for the DM to keep track of who's got it and awarding it like mid-session is, is tough too. Uh, I mean, but overall, I'm a, I'm a fan of inspiration. I, I think it encourages good role play and cool cinematic scenes. Are you, are you uh, to follow up? Are you are you a fan of the Bardic Inspiration Inspiration, or would you want to play with the other version or my version? <laughs> Apparently, uh, if I had to choose one, I, I'd probably choose your version. But all of them are benefits, so yeah. 
Well, mine is the most powerful, so hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Lumpy Spuds, final thoughts on Inspiration. I like your rules specifically. I kind of stole your rules in my games, uh, but I really like that birthday rule, and I think I'm also going to steal mm. that one. And I suggest giving it out as often as you can to your players. Yeah. Once a to... year. <laughs> I need to step my game up with inspiration. Uh, Skelenia, final thoughts on using inspiration? Yeah. Uh, use it often. Like candy at a parade. Just throw it out to everybody. And then balance your counters appropriately. Mm. Yeah, I think you'd have to. Stan, final thoughts on inspiration? Uh, I think it's a great tool for a DM to encourage the behavior at the table they want to see. So if you if you want them to take more risks, give them inspiration for taking risks. If you want to encourage them to crack jokes at your table, give them inspiration for cracking jokes. It's whatever works for you and what you want to do. Yeah, that's that's something important to reinforce. Don't not every game is is my game in terms of the tone and what I like to see and what players like to see. Just whatever you like to see is what you should reinforce. And pretty soon, I think your players will pick up on that, and that's an easy way to directly reward them. Uh, Trap, final thoughts on Inspiration? I'm definitely going to try to use it a little bit more. Um, I play a pretty serious game, and it is Tomb of Annihilation, so maybe not as much as what the book says, but no. definitely more than I have been. Yeah, the the book, uh, that's a lot of inspiration. Um, even with the shorter sessions we do, I don't give out nearly that many. But I feel like I could probably give out more. I need to be more cognizant about um, rewarding different players for doing different things and not necessarily using the same um, bar for everybody, I think is important. Um, but like Stan and so many of you said, it's, it's such a good tool for uh, reinforcing the behavior that you want to see and encouraging players to, uh, you know, role play their characters, do fun things, move the narrative forward, engage in the story, or just had a cool moment. Maybe they just made a clutch save or something like everybody cheered like that. That could just be a cool, you know, they didn't actually do anything but roll dice, but, you know, it was still a neat thing to do. And I think that could be benefiting of inspiration. I think I need to. I think I started out probably giving out, you know, a lot, and then I, I backpedaled quite a bit, and now I think I need to uh, really swing things back the other way and start giving it out a little bit more, and maybe I'll do that partially by uh, what Lumpy said, doing it in the uh, recaps to try and give it to people that I missed. Okay, I think that will do it for this month's DM Roundtable. Uh, thank you to Genocider, Lumpy Spuds, Skelenia, Stan, and Trep. Thank you so much for the patrons. Shoutouts to Platinum Patrons, Joe, Will, Tyne Dancer, Christopher, Thomas, Adam, Stan, Nathan, Alex, William, I'm Loud, Al, Furcon, Kyle, and Skelenia. And Gold Patrons, RPG, Papercrafts, Pretty Boy, and Yuma, Marcus, Dead Lizard, Lion, Sam, Lumpy Spuds, Jerome, Blood Angel, Veronis, Baboon, Baboon, Nathan, Fasica, Tortoise, James, and Genocider. Thank you all very much for your support, and I hope to see you all again for next month's DM Roundtable discussion.